0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Talk Busy with Lizzie podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie. And today I'm going to be talking about something that happened to me back before I was ever in high school. Actually, the summer before I was in high school. So I have been trying to do a lot of things with my church for quite some time now. And back before I was in high school, the summer before i decided to go on a mission trip with my church now <laughs> there's a lot that happened on this mission trip and i would love sorry again i'm holding on to my mic so if you like hear any weird noises i apologize it's because i'm moving around with my mic i don't know why but i like holding it more than having it in the stand but it also makes me have weird noises, so I probably shouldn't do this very often, but I'm going to do it for this episode, so I apologize, (laughs) but back in 2018, I believe that's when it was, I I ended up going on a mission trip to Panama. Like I said, lots happened on this mission trip, so I want to make a whole podcast episode dedicated to my trip to panama how much i love panama how much i would love to go back but this is something that happened because of this mission trip so on this mission trip we went to the jungle in the rainforest and it was the coolest experience ever i can't even tell you how much fun i had but while i was there most likely when we were in the more jungly part of the country um when we went into the rainforest not really when we were in the city or anything like that or it could have been we were on the canal too but at some point in this trip i was bit by a mosquito oh my gosh lizzie i've been bit by so many mosquitoes too like it's literally not that big of a deal except that this mosquito was carrying a virus that transmitted to me so this is a lesser known virus and it has no like vaccine and so before we went you know we got all of our vaccines like malaria yellow fever typhoid fever all that all of that jazz to protect us from mosquito bites not from mosquito bites but anything that the mosquito could have been carrying Except, that, except for this one, because I still got it. Um, so this disease is called dengue fever. I've brought it up in conversations with people before, and they thought that I said that I was gay. That is, that is not what I'm saying. Um, actually, it's funny. We were that same year, well, technically the next year, because it was New Year's. We were playing this game of, and like one of the questions was, "What is something?" Or it was like just get to know you questions. We played a bunch of games. This one was get to know you questions, and it was like, "What is something that changed you, like shaped you, or changed your life in any sort of way?" And I said, "Dengue," and they're like, "You're gay?" <laughs> no, I got a, I got dengue fever, and so I've I've explained to so many people what has happened because of it what it was like, what it is, and I, there's a lot that happened and a lot that is still going on because of it that I'd like to share about because I think that it gives insight and I think, you know, I I mean, I like to share it in any way that could encourage people or stuff like that, so plus it's a part of my, a little part of my testimony, so I want to share. So, like I said, we went on a trip to Panama, and I was fine the whole time. Nothing really happened. My mom said she she thought I was a little sick when we were there, but I don't remember ever feeling sick. I remember being tired, but that's because we were on the go all day long. Anyways, so I got sick, and, well, no, I didn't get sick. I got bit by the mosquito, and it didn't show up for... 14-ish days. So normally your um, symptoms won't show from 7 to 14 days. Within that period of time, they will start showing them. And so mine didn't show until we were in Spokane and Idaho. So we went, literally two days after we came home, we went to Spokane and Idaho for my aunt's wedding which was so much fun. It was a great wedding. It was really pretty. It was on a boat, which was really cool. Um, But the whole time, I just, I was not feeling very good at all. Um, I was exhausted. I didn't real. I was, okay, I've always been a little snippy and sassy <laughs> with my family, but It was extra that day and my mom was like what the heck is wrong with you well not really she didn't actually say that but you know she was probably thinking about like dude are you are you kidding we're on vacation and you're just being rude um that's besides the point so we stayed at my uncle's cabin not on the so we went to my aunt's wedding on my dad's side and stayed at my uncle's cabin on my mom's side so two different people you know two different families um and that was so much fun we went um, on the jet skis we just played in the water but that whole time i just wasn't feeling very good i just wanted to sit and relax and just um instead of swimming around a lot i just wanted to be on the floaties i didn't want anyone bothering me and no splashing i just i was done i was exhausted and didn't want to have anything to do with what my siblings were doing and then the whole wedding happened i was it was beautiful but i just i was so tired when you know when you stand when the bride's walking down the aisle i didn't even want it i like i did that but like i like had to think about it for a second and then i stood and then i was like really dizzy when i stood and i just didn't i wanted to sit back down as soon as i could which eventually obviously i could um but i was just tired the whole time i mean i danced a bit and stuff but i liked to kind of just sit with my uncle, sit sit with my aunt, sit with my family, didn't want to dance too much, and then, was it the next day, one of the days, we went to Silverwood, which is an amazing theme park in Idaho, I highly recommend you all go, so much fun, but while we were there, I, I'm one who goes on, like, every single ride, okay, like, you put roller coasters in front of me i am going on all of them like that's why i have a hard time at the fair because there's not a there's not as many big roller coasters but b like i just want to go on them the whole time and i don't have enough tickets (laughs) because the tickets are expensive to like you have to get like five tickets per roller coaster and it's like what are you talking about? so that's fine anyway that's besides the point roller coasters and rides i am all for i i love I love the adrenaline it gives me i just want to be on them all the time and same with water rides like i love water slides so much and i love the ones that go fast i love the ones that are like straight down all that jazz and i went on maybe two and it was my brother like all i wanted to do was two ones with my brother and then i was done i was exhausted I, like, normally I go on, like, the ones that, you know, is just you going down without a tube, but I just wanted the tube ones with my brother, and I probably went on them twice, and he's like, let's go again, let's go again, and I'm like, no, I'm good, so I went and sat down with my mom, and just kind of was like, can we just go on the the dry rides, like, I just want to get out of here, which my mom's like, that is not you, but okay, so we stayed in there for a little while longer, because, you know, my siblings and stuff wanted to, And then eventually we went to the dry rides. And, okay, Aftershock is the best roller coaster of all time, but for the longest time, it was the only roller coaster I was ever scared of riding. And it's because of a comment my mom made about how she felt like she was gonna fall out of it. And I, I have no fears on roller coasters except for falling out of them. And normally I'm like, okay, you know, everything is secure, so I'm not scared. But if someone tells me they feel like they're going to fall out of it, I am scared. So, for the longest time, I was like, no, I'm not. I am not going on that one. Because, I mean, my mom was bigger. She's taller. She's older. You know, I was little. So, I was a little, tiny, little thing. So, I didn't want to go on them until then. And then I was like, okay, Dad, we're going to do it this year. Because we hadn't gone on in a few years. And I was like, Dad, this year, I'm going on it with you. We got it. So, we went on it. And by the end of it my head hurt so bad. Now, there were a lot of roller coasters. There's one roller coaster there specifically that jolts your head so much that it's it's a great roller coaster, but I just don't like the head um being banged back and forth. So I don't tend to go on it as much. My dad's the same way. And I felt like that on this one. And my dad's like, "Really? Like that's not how it ever has been with me." And I was like, "Okay, well, whatever, I just, I didn't really, I seemed, I was like, I don't like that one, because it's making my head go the same way the other one does, so I don't want to go on it, so my dad's like, okay, whatever, I'll just go on it myself, so he went on it, and I decided to go on the, sp- oh, spin cycle, that's what it's called, which was always my favorite one, so it, like, spins you in a circle while bringing you all the way around, right, so you like, spinning upside down, and it's, like, my favorite thing, at least at the time, now I just, Aftershock's my favorite, but, uh, ooh, aftershock or um, Tremors, what, whatever one is the, there's one, I always get the two wooden roller coasters mixed up, but I like one of them the best, I forget what it is, but um at the time, that one was my favorite, so I was in line, I was getting ready, and all of a sudden, I get dizzy, and I'm like, whoa, anyways, I was like, okay, it's fine, I'll just, I'll get on, and I'll be fine, well, then I started to get nauseous, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I'm going to pass out and puke. I, I can't do this." And I was like, "No, I gotta. I'm just going to go on the roller coaster. I can't like, I can't back out of line. That looks like I'm a security a security cat. I'm not doing that." He said, "This is my ride. I got it." Okay, that sounds really gangstery, but <laughs> it was like, I just I was going to do it. And then I'm in line. I'm getting up to it. I'm the first person in line now because everyone has gotten on, but they cut it off at me. And there's no one, this is a few, I guess there are, there were people behind me. But I was like, if I get on this, as soon as I come off, I'm passing it. I'm either passing out on the ride and puking on the ride. Or as soon as I get off, I'm. I'm that's what's going to happen. And then it's going to be even worse and more embarrassing. So I left line and went to go find my parents. Well, the entire time, everything is getting blurry and my, like, my vision's blurring, getting, my vision is getting blurred, I don't know what I'm saying, my vision is getting blurry, and everything, you know, you know, okay, I've passed out so many times, so I can't, I don't really know how to explain it, but I can envision it, it's like, everything kind of starts to get dark, and there are little spots in your vision, and you're like, can barely see, but you're st- I'm still walking, right? Because I have to get to my parents. I have to find somewhere where I can sit down. And I saw this, I saw these rocks. And I just saw people on them, I didn- couldn't tell who they were. But I was like, if I can get to those rocks and sit down, I'll be fine. That's my goal, I'm getting to these rocks. And I, I do, and <laughs> luckily, the people on these rocks is my family, because I about passed out as soon as I reached them. And my mom is like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not feeling good. I want to go home. Can we leave? And she's like, no, like they're going to go on the other rides. Maybe you're just, it was because of the ride. And so honestly, I thought it was from aftershock. I thought I got a concussion from being hit in the head, like my head going back and forth so many times. And so I was like, okay, I guess like it's fine. It's not the big of a deal. I'll just sit down, I'll drink. Maybe it's, or maybe it's me being dehydrated so I drink a bunch of water, I, at the time, the only thing that my parents had, they had just bought this slushie, and it was for the whole family, but they're like, okay, Lizzie needs this right now, so I finished it off, it was delicious, by the way, <laughs> anyways, so then they go on a few more, some more rides, and I'm just sitting there, because I'm like, I can't, I can't do this, um, I have to go grab the stuff from the locker, because the locker is about to close, um, which I'm like, Getting all turned around, which usually doesn't happen at Silver because I know my around pretty well. But I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm dizzy. I want to sit down again. My legs are all weak. Um, but I end up getting the backpack and bringing it back. And so we go, we're like on our way home now because it, it ends up, we leave at like eight o'clock. The, it closes at like nine. So we leave at eight because my mom's like, okay, she cannot stay here any longer. And they're like, okay, well, let's go get dinner. So we're on our way back, but we're like, okay, are we gonna go to get dinner now? Or is one or is my dad gonna go get it and bring it back? We're trying to figure this out. And my mom feels my head because I'm like about I'm falling asleep in the back of the truck. And my mom feels my head and I am hot, like burning fever. So we get back to the get back to the cabin because mom's like she can't stay go to dinner at all. We go back to the cabin. The AC is immediately turned on, as, like as cold as it can get. She's laying these like cold ne- like cold uh, washcloths on my head and my mom is just awake all night with me. Like I'm sleeping because I can't even keep my eyes open. And she is sitting next to me, making sure I'm okay, changing out those, those uh, washcloths. Her and my dad are like taking turns, but none of them are even actually getting any sleep. My cousins and I joke now that when we go back to the cabin that I have PTSD and can't sit on that couch, which isn't true, but it's just a joke that we have. Anyways, so this is what's, you know, this is my night. I'm burning up. My mom's waking me up every three hours to switch off between ibuprofen and Tylenol. And we're just, this is, that's what my night is like. And then the next day we're driving home and my mom had promised, there's this like little... Um, gas station that sells really good ice cream and my mom had, that my uncle had told us about my mom had promised my brother and sister that we would stop there and they could get ice cream and so I mean that's what we do we stop at this gas station they get their ice cream I was like do you want anything and I'm like no if I get anything I'm going to puke it up although I don't say that to her. and then I'm like mom I need it I need to use the restroom, like, I have, she didn't know this, but I had to puke, like, and I just didn't want to do it in front of people, I, I don't, I, my mom always, like, holds my hair back when I puke, but I hate puking in front of people, and I, I just hate puking in general, um, but I was like, I got it, like, I'm gonna puke, so I get up, but as soon as I get up, I pass out, and while I'm passed out, like, my dad lays me down on the back of the, or on the seat of the truck, and I turn well I don't turn over. He's turned me over because I start puking. And I puke all over the back of the car. Luckily, it's like in the mat so he can just take out the mat and clean that off. It's not like in the carpet, which is so good, thank God. And they um and they get me out of the truck because then I, I like once I've started to puke, I wake up and then I puke all over the ground. So, um they go in and get a bunch of paper towels and get like water and stuff to clean up the puke that I just spewed all over the parking lot and then my mom's like okay we have to go to the doctor we can't we can't go all the way home she's gonna puke every, she's just gonna keep puking so we go to the doctor and we go to the um just the walk-in clinic and as soon as we tell them they were in Panama we get shut we got um They tell us to go straight to the ER. So we go to the ER. Um, there's the kindest nurse that we have, and he starts telling us about how his son is a missionary, I believe in California, and he's like uses surfing as his ministry, which was so cool. But he's like, Yeah, he looks like like this crazy like dude who is just so he can get in all these other crazy dudes to learn about Christ, which was so cool to hear from him. But um, they get my fever down by giving me Tylenol and stuff. And it, it was at like 104-ish, I think. It was at 104, which was brought down from the night before. So it was at least 104 degrees before we got to the hospital. Like that earlier, that that night before. Um, But they get it down to 98 and, or maybe 99. I don't remember, but like, you know, normal-ish range and I like I'm I'm alert I'm not I hadn't yet become super tired so I'm alert and I'm just talking to my mom and they do like that they put the little thingy on your finger to track your heartbeat and um, I have an IV in my arm for nutrients because uh, I, I can't keep anything down now besides little bits of this was such a weird experience because remember how I said that thingy was on my finger right well they had taken it off while I was sleeping because eventually I did get tired and I fell asleep well I didn't know that and so I wake up and the thing the little um I don't even know what it's called but the thing's flatlining because there's nothing attached to the thing but it was still on and I thought I died <laughs> I thought like This was my spirit, like, leaving my body. And then I realized it's not my fingers, so I calmed myself down (laughs) before letting out any screams or anything. And then they released us eventually, um, and we stayed at my grandma's house until the next day, which I could barely eat anything that night, and my fever started to spike again, so that whole thing with the, like, washcloths and stuff happened again that night with my parents. Um, Just that whole, it was pretty much a whole repeat of that whole night. So we end up driving home the next day, because I don't don't puke up anything, I'm fine. Um, And we get home, and I just go straight to bed. I'm exhausted. My mom still has to keep doing the whole, every three hours thing, keeping the washcloth on me, all that jazz. And then I'm just like in pain, in total, complete pain. All of my um, joints hurt. Uh, So my elbows and my knees specifically were just hurting so bad. Um, Almost worse, not quite as bad, but almost as bad as when I broke my knee and my wrist is kind of how I was feeling. And I couldn't keep anything down again. Well, no, not yet. But my fever was up again. And then we had an appointment with the doctor the next day. So we went to the doctor and she's like, we can't do anything about this. It's just a virus. It's just gonna have to run its course. You're fine. So she sent me home, which was a mistake and my dad my dad's still mad about that. Um but you know, I don't even know what is going on behind my out of my side of my room. Something something's happening over there. But anyways, um so they sent me home and I am still in pain. My head starts hurting so bad as if boulders are falling on it and my eyes are hurting like they're being poked out and it just it it hurts so bad everything hurt my head my eyes my joints everything and so then we're still trying to keep stuff down or like get um ibuprofen, tylenol food water in me and eventually i start picking it up and my i was like no mom we're not going back to the doctor we're not going to the hospital and then um, that happened for about two days. And my mom's like, okay, it's still happening. You are going to the hospital. So We went to Children's. And um, they admitted me eventually after running some tests and stuff um, on my blood. I I remember watching Guardians of the Galaxy, except I'd fall asleep in my eyes because I could not keep my eyes open. So I would just listen to it. My mom's like, why are you listening to like, a super loud action movie like what but i love marvel so as that's what i wanted to watch so we watched that or listened to that i should say and i just i fell asleep eventually um and they admitted me so i went and all these days mixed together it was not i don't think i was not in the hospital for very long i want to say it was sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday i want to say it was only five days. But it felt like two weeks. It felt so flipping long. But um I have an IV in my arm again. Well, actually it was in my hand. People I actually wrote about this for a creative writing class. Um, it was like a it was realistic not realistic, it was creative nonfiction. So it's like I don't know, it was weird. I don't even understand it but I wrote about this and I was like the IV in my hand and they're like and I got comments of people like isn't it in your arm and I was like no mine was mine was in my hand um but that's besides the point so I had an IV um had to keep taking meds to keep my fever down to keep things from hurting and event I mean okay back to what I was saying about the the joints hurting like the shoulders and the elbows and the knees, well, mostly my elbows and knees, but um, that's because dengue is called broken bone fever because it feels like all your bones are broken, and I definitely agree with that statement. Um, and so I was just, I was taking these, but my headaches would not go away. They were so severe. I I've had I've had migraines before, and this was like 10 times worse. I get migraines now because as like a, Side effect that is kept going, and it's not—they're not nearly as bad as how they were in the hospital, um, or when I like actually had the one I actually had dengue, um, and so I ended up having to go on like extreme, like well, they were opioids, right? Yeah, like the the really extreme painkillers that are like you can get addicted too easily. I had to go on those luckily i didn't even know what they were i wasn't even paying attention i just took them because i needed the headache to go away and they hurt so bad um i actually didn't find out that that's what they were until two years later because my mom told me i don't know anyways um so like it was everything was hurting and i couldn't i don't think this sounds so weird i don't think i went to the bathroom for a couple days because I don't remember ever going until later and when I did I needed so much help. Um that meant also meant that I didn't shower. I stunk when I got out of there. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. But I'll get to that later. I couldn't shower. Could barely go I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I was really, really struggling. And like I was so weak. They ended up having to take me to um, to go get my back checked out, because they wanted to test the fluid in my back, or something, so they had to, I had to be in a wheelchair for them to bring me out, I was in a wheelchair for them to bring me out to the waiting room when I was going home, too, because I just could not stand, um, but, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so, like, they wanted to take blood from my back, which I was so scared about, okay? So scared um, because they wanted to make sure there was there was something that they wanted to make sure didn't happen, which made me even more scared. Just so you guys know, I was convinced I was gonna die because eventually they found out that it's dengue, which has absolutely no cure, like they can't cure it. Um. Oh, also about the vaccine, I believe there is one, but it's not FDA approved Um, and it actually, doesn't really do anything so most countries do not allow it to be given to their patient, to patients so um, there i think there is one but I, it's not good <laughs> um, anyways that's besides the point um eventually found out I was dengue because my pastor told my mom to have them check for that specifically so they checked for it and it like it, i think it came back negative but all the same uh, like side effects and nothing else was coming back positive it was something like that anyways so they decide they diagnosed me with 10k and so all of these doctors because children's hospitals is um uh what's not a teaching like it a training facility too so there's like doctors who are being trained there so i had doctors coming in and out all the time and i just would i'd sleep either be sleeping through them closing my eyes because I couldn't keep them open or like faking being asleep so I didn't have to talk to them so my mom could talk to them because I didn't want to they were intimidating and I just wanted to be left alone um my friends call it my uh Grey's Anatomy moment (laughs) I've never been seeing Grey's Anatomy but um a couple of my friends have called that which I find funny so um yeah so I was there was people constantly coming in and out especially oh Especially like, uh, uh, what's it called? It's something virus. I don't remember. It's something specific that can't they came in for. I don't remember. But um, when I, when my aunt, when I was in quarantine, like you guys, like we've all been experiencing quarantine because of COVID. Like we've all had that experience. But try being in quarantine in the hospital no one can come in except well they can't come in but when they do they have these <laughs> they have these hazmat-esque suits like that's what it looked like and it always reminds me of um uh monsters monsters inc when the um oh what's the name the one of the monsters like comes in through the door and he has a sock on his back and they like the i forget what it's called Oh, I used to know it, because I used to say the story all the time. But, like, they have these hazmat suits on, and, like, attack him to, like, clean him, and they, like, shave him and stuff. Anyways, that, that's what it reminded me of, because my aunt and cousins came in, and that's what I thought of. Um, my sister was not allowed in, because she was under the, well, she still is, under the age of 10. So, that meant my brother, sister, and dad did not come in to the room for the first day. My mom did, though. Um, I was not eating, and so once the quarantine was lifted because they figured out that it was a mosquito-borne illness, um, my my family was allowed in, or my sister was allowed in, so my family came, and they would bring me food to try and get me to eat, That like, food that smelled, like, really good, but I had no interest, um, and so there I was, sleeping 23 hours a day, listening to... Marvel movies the other hour of the day, um, constantly getting my blood drawn, thinking I was gonna die. Cause like I said, there's no cure, and it is a virus that has to take its course. But you need like support and nutrients and that kind of thing to help you, so that you know you have less likelihood of dying. And um, I was about middle of the road with it because you either have flu like symptoms and you're fine, you have what I had, or you have hemorrhaging, which is like internal bleeding. And so I was very scared of getting the third one and I thought I was going to die. So I had come to terms with it. Um, I had come to terms with the fact that I was going to die. I fully believed it. Um, and looking back, I don't think I would have gone to heaven had I died then. Um, It is by God's grace that I survived. And it is by God's grace that he revealed himself to me later in life, that I can actually go to heaven and am now saved, which is crazy to me to think, look back and just, it's just such a big testimony of his grace And I used to say, oh, yeah, I learned, like, to trust in God more through this experience. I don't think I did. I I did not. Um, As much as I wish, I, like, beat myself up over the fact that that isn't the moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, God saved me. He's amazing. I trust fully in him that, I mean, I still struggle trusting him sometimes, even though I shouldn't, because he is God and he knows best and everything. There's so much to that. But I really beat myself up for the fact that in that moment isn't when that happened because he saved me. There, there's no other way I would have been saved besides God being like, hey, it is not your turn, not your time to come home. Like it, it was not my time to go to heaven. And I, I fully believe that now, but it is by God's grace that I am still here. And so that part has always amazed me. Um, well, now looking back when I actually am Christian, um, because I was I was Christian, but put air quotes around that because I wasn't really. Um, and now I am, and so it's just amazing how God works. And so that is one of the long-term effects of that is now looking back, I can say, "Hey, look at how amazing God's grace is, that he that He allowed me to survive that um but, anyways, back to what I was saying, I eventually was getting better, and I was able to go home, which was amazing. Um, I remember on the way home, it was so smoky because uh, of all of the because of all of the uh, the wildfires that had happened. and like the sky was actually like so pretty, though like so you know when like, when there's like wildfires and stuff and then the smoke makes the sun really pretty i remember that um but i hadn't been able to see outside for so long and well five days and i um <laughs> i always remember thinking oh my gosh i lost my tan because <laughs> i was so tan after panama and then i i wasted it all in a in a flipping hospital room um but eventually i was let out and i remember not being able to really move my neck around so i was like trying to move it side to side while i was in the car and it just would take me so long i felt like one of those like dolls in like a scary movie where they're like just slowly turning their head you. i don't know that's how i felt um anyways i had some visitors there while i was in the hospital I couldn't really stay awake for them, except for one of my friends who came in on the last day. I stayed awake to talk to her and her sister. Well, I'm friends with both of them, actually. But um, they're the ones who call it the Grey's Anatomy moment. Um, but I was able to stay awake for them, and then some of my other friends came in right after, and I could not stay awake for that. Anyways, the same people who I stayed awake for, her mom and her, well, one of the daughters, her and her mom came the one I'm closer with, um, they came with one of my other friend's moms to bring us school supplies because we hadn't been able to get stuff together. And I was starting high school, I was about to say college. I'm starting college next year. Um, but I was starting high school in less than a week. And so it was so kind of them. And it's just, you know, it's amazing the support system that we have. Um, but anyways, I got out. That happened. Um, I was... Oh, in order to get out, I had to drink like eight cups of water, I think. No, some sort of cups of water and eat. So I, I ate grapes and cucumbers and drank water because that's what I could keep down. And that's what sounded good to me. Um, and then a week later, I, well, not even a week later, we were starting stuff for high school. So I had to go to an orient, I had to go to a back to school barbecue to get my stuff. And my mom, my mom got me all my stuff, but she wanted me to go with her to see my friends because they were all there. So I decided to do that. And she's like, and there's food. So I went and I just, I remember being in such a bad mood because not, I, w- I had no close friends back then. Um, and so A, I was struggling with that fact, but B, I just was so tired and could barely stand. I mean, I could stand, but I just wanted to sit and lay down and stuff. So we ended up going home, and then we had an orientation, which was even worse. I was, like, in so much pain. And then the next day, because that was Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday we started school. And it was, I hated it. I was so, well, not hated it, but because I, I enjoy school, but I hated being there because of, you know, I was so tired. I could barely, I had to walk up so many stairs. And my mom was like, well, get you an elevator pass. And I was like, no, like, I have to do this. This is, you know, this is me. I have to, I have to do it. This is my life. I'm not going to just take the easy way out. And so I was trying so hard to make it up those stairs. And I did every single day, but it was just, it was such a pain in the butt. Um, and so school, my mom goes, um, so back to school, sophomore year, I was a, I was a cheerleader and we had to go help um decorate the school with chalk for the incoming freshmen and just everyone coming back for school you know and so um my mom went and dropped me off and she, I was like oh my gosh they all look so scared and she was like yeah I remember everyone um in your grade being scared when they were like looking kind of nervous and scared when they went and I was like, I was never really scared for high school to start. And she's like, yeah, that's because we're just happy, you were alive. <laughs> and I was like, true, true. Anyway, so school starts, I'm doing fine, except for I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Um, I don't, like, I fall asleep pretty much as soon as I get home. Um, and then eventually, I... um. There's this one class that I just can barely get into, and I don't didn't know why, but I would have panic attacks before going in, where I could not, I couldn't, it felt like my lungs weren't filling up with air, I was getting all shaky, my legs were wobbly, and so my heart would be racing, and my heart, um, I still get that way quite a bit, not as extreme, but I'll still get that way quite often, um, and especially with, um, my heart racing and my breath getting like I can't I feel like I can't um, get all the oxygen into my like my lungs won't fill up with oxygen even though they're full kind of a thing. Anyway, so that happened to me, um and then eventually I ended up not going to school for about two weeks, which is about as much as you can miss. Well, I guess you know that is about as much as you can miss without your grades, um, without losing credit, and so. My mom and I got four, a plan five. It's something, I don't remember what it's called, 401, five, 405, I don't know, 501, 501 plan, it's some sort of, like, thing that says, hey, I can miss more school because I'm sick, kind of a thing, and, like, I can be excused from certain things and that kind of stuff, so that's what I got. Um, it was just for that year because I was just missing so much school because I would just get sick all the time. Um, I don't do that as much anymore. Um, I had to go in to get my blood drawn so many times a month. Now it's twice, maybe once a year. I don't know. I don't know what it is anymore. I don't think it is anymore. I want to say I just don't get them anymore unless like I need to. But my blood levels were so low. Uh, Vitamin D, iron, vitamin all my vitamins uh, were low. My white blood cell count and red blood cell count were all low. And so I just had to get blood drawn all the time to see, uh, to make sure my levels were rising. So that was fun. No, it was not. It sucked horribly. I hate getting my blood drawn because I used to pass out when I got my blood drawn. Now I don't do that because I've gotten it done so many times. So in another episode, I had talked about food, my relationship with food, and how I believe that it stemmed from this experience. Um, And I think that's because when I was, I didn't eat anything. And so I I lacked a ton of nutrients, proteins, sugar, all that jazz, all the vitamins, everything. I was just lacking because I wasn't eating anything. So when I came back, and not came back, but like got better from it, I was trying to just eat anything, but a lot of times it would be very not good foods for me, and so that's where I think that stems from, and that's why I'm trying to work on my relationship with food, so that's a whole episode that I already made if you want to go check that one out. Um, I did dance and would sit out all the time because I couldn't breathe, and it would just be too much, and i get exhausted and just want to fall asleep. I still get migraines almost every night. Um, I have chronic fatigue now, which means I'm literally exhausted all the time, 24 seven. Chronic is just like all the time and fatigue is just tired. So I'm tired all the time. Um, That is I hate it so much. I absolutely despise it. Um, For a long time, I was very depressed. Um, I really struggled because I felt all alone in it and everything, really. I didn't have a lot of friends, at least close friends. I was exhausted all the time, which didn't help. I wasn't eating right, which didn't help. Um, I was anxious all the time about everything that stays with me. I, I say I went in, I went into a depression stage. I was never truly, I'm not, really depressed depressed although sometimes I do feel that it comes back so maybe I am I don't know I've not been diagnosed with depression so I'm not trying to be like oh I'm depressed you know but like I've been in stages of depression um I you know like I said I, I am diagnosed with anxiety I have that pretty it's been a lot to handle sometimes but I'm dealing with it what else There's so much that stemmed from it that it's hard to keep track. (laughs) Um, But there's just, you know, all these different little things that happened that are still bugging me to this day, bothering me. I don't know how to explain that, but it's just like, it is annoying. So, it's tough sometimes, but we're getting through it. It's been a while since it happened, so... Hopefully, with a little more time, it'll be out of, like, it's been out of my system technically for two, three years, yeah, three years, almost three years because it only stays in your, it stays in your system for about a year, so it should be three years this August, it should be out of my system, hopefully, well, it is out of my, I mean, it is out of my system, I mean, it'll have been three years, is what I'm saying, But hopefully that means that other stuff will start winding down too. I hope. I don't know. It's probably lifelong effects. But it kind of sucks. So that's fun. (laughs) Um, But I think that's what gets me into doing a lot of different things that I do. Is just trying to live with it and get through it and not think about it kind of a thing. I think that's why I try and be so busy all the time it's to ignore the chronic fatigue is when I'm doing stuff I have to kind of force myself to be awake so it allows me to get through it easier than when I am just at home tired and because then I'm just like want to give in. Um, Anxiety I try and push through it because I have it's most a lot of times it's social anxiety not everything I'm just anxious all the time but it's like also social anxiety stuff so forcing myself to step out and do stuff has been honestly, really beneficial, um, keep myself busy helps me to stay, just not focus on the stuff that's making me anxious, um, leaning on God is also very, very helpful, let me tell you, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's what, that's something that has really shaped me, and turned me into who I am, and what, you know, I mean, it causes me a lot of bothers, causes me a lot of, a lot of, a lot of this stuff still bothers me and hurt, not hurts, but like really irks me and can kind of be a pain in the butt, (laughs) but I'm getting through it. And so I just like sharing that on this and ways that I'm getting through things. And it's kind of why I like, I'm doing the food planning and doing my books to write, to help other people. Well, not that it necessarily goes with what I'm doing, but like, you know, showing God's grace through my books and sharing with people things because it's my passion and, you know, life can be short. You know, I could have died then, but I'm still here. And so I'm going to use that um, to help people with, you know, my blog and my other podcast, which is solely Christian, although this one too, because I am Christian, I'm going to talk about Christian topics, and I hope that it saves people through it, Um, but also just, you know, following my passions, as long as they coincide with the will of God, and yeah, so all these things are just stuff that I'm excited for that helps me get through things every day, so... I hope this was an interesting podcast episode for you guys. I know I like talking about it. Um, And I hope that my other things that I share are also helpful to you guys. So, yeah, that's really all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I'll see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless.